0: God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. You're going to know Rock Hill for more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The
1: city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome into Rock Hill CityCast where we aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. My name is Matthew Cray, co-host Ashley Studebaker to my right today because we have two guests in the house. Mark and David, how are you guys doing?
0: Doing great. Doing good. Awesome.
1: I'll have you pull that mic a little bit closer to yourself, but right. uh, David, we'll start with you. Go ahead and tell us. Uh, Your position, title,
0: what you do, and how you got to the city. All right. Uh, My name's Dave Linder. I am the Tourism Division Supervisor for the City of Rock Hill Parks
2: Recreation and Tourism. Awesome. And Mark? Mark Sexton. I'm our day-to-day operations supervisor. I've worked for the city for going on 25, 26 years now. Great place to work. I uh, started right out of college and kind of never left.
1: And uh, yeah, so you started out of college. David, when did you get to the city? Been, How did that happen?
0: I've been here 15 years. Uh, I've been in the industry for 20, um, but I've been with the city for 15. So, Cool. Well, we got a list of questions to go through, a lot of things to talk about, but
1: I always like to have a little bit of fun at the beginning, Absolutely. Uh, keep, keep our guests on their toes. When we have one guest, we put them through a speed round of questions. We get to know them <laughs> like this or that uh favorite things you know favorite vegetable favorite animal and they have to answer in under a minute we have two guests we do two truths and a lie so i have put together Uh, we don't
0: have a speed button to hit no (laughs) no
1: speed (laughs) button. we have three facts here one of them is not true and we've got two sets of those so i don't know them either she doesn't know them either so we're going with the one one that's that's not true right you're looking for the lie all right are you ready ready Number one, Paul Revere never actually shouted, the British are coming. Oh, that's true. Number two, <laughs> William McKinley, the 25th president, appears on the $500 bill. Fault. And 33rd president.
3: You have a lot of those, Mark? Or something? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Got them
2: in stashes. He, just, he just printed them off. So.
1: And <laughs> 33rd president, Harry S. Truman's middle name was Stonewall, named after Civil War Confederate general Stonewall Jackson.
2: True. Yeah, I'm going with the middle one's false. There's no five hundred. dollars So you're
1: going no, with five hundred dollar no. bills false. Yes. Ashley, do you have an uh, answer? They
3: sound very confident. I'm just going to go with that one. You're
1: going to go with that one. That one is true.
2: No,
3: no
1: yes, way. it's Jackson. The five hundred dollar bill was discontinued in 1969. See, I didn't but see, that if was you were, I was born. That's but one. if <laughs> you were to find one, it would put William McKinley would be on the front. Really? Yes. So hmm. the lie was Harry S. Truman. Fun fact: the S in Harry S. Truman didn't actually stand for anything. It wasn't for his middle it's name. Just there. Same just with there. Ulysses S. Grant. Hmm. Wow. All right, so that was the first round. We'll go on to another round of these. We're over one. <laughs> Give right. you a second shot. All right. Pope John Paul II was named an honorary globetrotter. Kansas mm. is home to the only roller skating museum in the world. And Oregon is the only U.S. state with a two sided flag.
2: Oh my God. Wait.
1: So Pope John Paul II was named an honorary globetrotter.
0: That's too, that's gotta
1: Kansas be is home to the only ro- roller skating museum in the world, and Oregon is the only U.S. state with a two-sided flag.
2: I'm going to jump out there. I'm I'm going to Oregon.
3: I'm going go to go with the, the second flag. one because I feel like, I don't know. Skating,
0: just, Kansas thing. Yeah. The
3: Pope's yeah. an
2: honorary to everything. True. Yeah.
1: The... So you, David, you went with, with the middle one. Middle one, you went. I'm, go, I'm going to Oregon flag. Oregon flag, and you went middle one. Yep. So Pope John Paul is a globetrotter. Oregon is a two sided flag. Yes. yes. Nebraska is home to the only roller skating museum in the world. Not I knew Kansas. That. So I win.
0: I used to white side all the time growing up. So.
1: So I feel good. Ashley's only gotten both of them once. Is there a third option? We have another one? No, that
0: was it. He's having
3: too much
1: fun. Making lies is a a skill that I am practicing. (laughs) Um, But I hope you all learned a lot of things today about uh, presidents and the United States and $500 bills. But that's not what we're here to talk about, shockingly enough. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, sports tourism in Rock Hill. And when you think of Rock Hill and sports tourism, you you got to think about BMX and recently we had the 2022 BMX Carolina Nationals I'll just leave it general to start how did it go?
0: Uh, it was outstanding event. We had uh, great weather. It was we opened that that BMX track in 2014 and when we opened it it was the only supercross track in the United States besides the Olympic training ground. So um Right off the bat, uh, riders have been coming here for, for you know, at least eight years. And so we got the opportunity again this year to run another Carolina Nationals. Uh, we had 44 states represented in 17 countries. And so we were, wow. we were happy to have an international component back coming out of COVID. Uh, it's, it's been two years before the international bodies have allowed their athletes to come over here. So uh, we were excited.
2: Yeah, I, I'll just piggyback on that. Obviously, the event went very well. Every year we improve a little bit over and over. As David said, we've been running the Nationals since 2014. Um, they did have that one oddball year during COVID. We took advantage and got to run two Nationals. Uh, I think that's 21. I think so, yep. Um, but it, the event keeps getting better and better. We, we obviously learn a lot. We have our evaluation meetings. We, we sit back down with USA BMX to learn what went well, what didn't go well. And and honestly, hear the feedback from the participants, and it's it's ironic enough as we have local organizing committee meetings throughout, you know, pretty much almost now year round on how we can improve things. But parking always dominates that, and (laughs) and you know how how can we improve to make people's experience? Because the experience is all the way from the moment they either fly or drive into your community to you know staying in a hotel or eating out in a restaurant. All of that goes along with the overall experience, and. And if we can help make that better year in and year out, I think that's part of the recall for why they keep coming back.
3: So what kind of planning um, goes into an event like that from you guys? Wow,
0: it's, it's A to Z. It, it, literally, year, it, we've already started pre-planning kind of for next year. And, and like Mark said, parking is always uh, an area of, of, of opportunity to
2: improve. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> We had a pretty good plan this year. It worked out well. Yeah, and it, it really is. It's A to Z. It's everything from how do we make, the, like I said before, the experience good. So, you know, tourism, it's, it's the community. And so we want to have a partnership and a relationship with all – it's driving the economy. So if that person is in town and they don't have a good experience at a restaurant and maybe they have a bad experience at a hotel, in their eyes, the event can go great but it could be that one small bad experience and that's going to happen no matter what sometimes that happens but if we can communicate with that and know that it happens and reach back out to that organization to make it better but it i mean it's it's the whole nine yards It's the parking It's hospitality It's the track has to be good the customer service has to be good the food lines have to be you know you can't just have one place to get food and people are thirty people deep you got to have clean restrooms crazy as that may sound Mm -hmm. that's a that's a big Big part of what we do: adequate parking for sure. You got to have a good police presence. The city does a phenomenal job. We couldn't do this without the whole city taking part of it. And there's got to be security plans. There's got to be, you know, adequate infrastructure on roads. So it all kind of goes together, and all that gets, you know, kind of put into the mold, if you will, and has our LOC that we keep constantly talking about and improving on. And people are like, "Are we really talking?" I know we keep talking about parking, but that that one portion is probably the hardest aspect of it. And then you get into the hospitality. we got to take care of our partners and our sponsors, and that's a part of it. We had people that never really realized BMX existed in our community, but you have a hospitality area. You let your sponsors come out, let them experience it. They had a ball. We, we had a small twist this year, and we brought a trailer out. Our sponsors got to experience it. Brought out people that had never been to the track before, and I think that will all lead up to next year. Additional sponsors and having a good time. All
1: right, for, forgive me if you said this, but uh, how many times has Rock Hill hosted the Nationals?
0: Uh, twenty fourteen, it was called the Carolina Gold Cup, but basically okay. it was a Nationals. The yeah. actual name Nationals now has been seven times, twice in two thousand one. Those were, I guess, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one.
1: And this past year, you had how many riders? Close to seventeen
0: hundred. From how wow. many? countries uh 17 countries and 44 states represented
1: that's amazing um really really cool and you touched on the worlds what is the difference between a national and a world
2: <laughs>
3: very, is it a good warm-up uh, I mean, is it
2: well it is so, so the, i mean this is a really a kind of a cool story so the the main difference between a national and a world is nationals is a qualifying event to get to the world so it's it's a step to the world so worlds is it's a true international event so the cool thing is you know obviously the, all these riders that were coming from across the united states and canada that were trying to qualify to go to the worlds this year in france we actually had four individuals that live in rock hill that qualified oh, now wow. it's up to them on whether they want to take that experience and you know they have to incur all the costs to get to france to be able to cha- you know compete for a world championship but because of our track, we know this for a fact. Those peeps, a lot of those folks, would have never ridden on or never even considered a BMX track, but now their daughter does, and now she is qualified and has a chance to go to France to compete for a world championship. That's She's awesome. ten years old. That's pretty amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
3: Wow. Um, so what kind of? I'm I'm kind of jumping uh, ahead here, <coughs> but um, what kind of economic impact did, did the 2017 World Championships? Have on Rock hill and do you expect that to be much larger next go around? Or
2: uh, it could be. So the, the short answer is the economic impact. 2017 was if we did it. In, we calculated it in two different ways. So we did it with airfare and without airfare. Um, if you take the airfare out of that, because it's somewhat hard to calculate, it's mm-hmm. it just I think it was just shy of 20 million, 19 That's and a great. half million, yep. somewhere around there. And then uh, 20 with airfare, I think it was just shy of 30 million, 29 or okay. something. And which I think we should include airfare in there. Somebody got, somebody business got, business somebody got something. Yeah. somebody got business <laughs> yeah. from them having exactly. to fly here. So yeah. you know I like it with the airfare in there. But
0: uh, part it, of a comparison is the Carolina Nationals brought in three point four million dollars to the to wow. the local economy. Yeah. So that you and
2: know, I, I think this I think you'll see very similar numbers uh, to be quite honest in twenty twenty four because the way the structure is done, uh, each country when it goes to the various where it goes to France or some um, Scotland in 23, we, we benefited because there's a lot of American riders riding BMX bikes. They may not be that many riders in other countries, so their growth isn't there. So we won't, When in France, Americans won't have thousands of athletes going to France. They'll have a limited number of what they can take. To, we benefit when it comes to the United States because we can have the masses of Americans actually participate in the sport from all over, just like a, basically a USA, BMX, Carolina Nationals. Right. So I think you'll see about the same number. It may be a little bit higher because the economy over time deals with that. And hotel rates may get a little bit higher, but it'll be somewhere close in those same numbers. And
0: it's also an Olympic year in, in mm. uh, 2024. Yeah, explain so, the significance of that. So a lot of these athletes um, on the pro side will be trying to qualify to get to the olympics and so the competition in 2024 we expect to be really really good because you're going to have the best of the best competing because to get to the olympics um i'm not sure what the breakdown is per country but it's 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 only a small handful from that actually get represent their country at the Mm -hmm. olympics and so um you know it ought to be really really good competition
3: So, what's the process of trying to get an event like that to rock hill do you guys have what's your role in that is there a bidding process or what's that look like
2: there there is i mean it's it's what we kind of actively do not just for bmx but for all of our sports tourism opportunities we have a team that will go out um and they are actively marketing it and recruiting it back to all of our sports tourism venues and bmx is no different and in fact, uh when when our we're blessed obviously with the council we have and the management team that we have that supports it and believes in the initiatives that we have. But when we were looking at building a BMX track, at that time Chula Vista, California was the only one with a with a eight meter hill, the supercross hill. And so they were on the west coast, we were on the east coast and we were working closely with USA BMX and, and how do we do that? So we were the first facility on the east coast of the United States to have a track that had permanent grandstands. Well, in fact, we were the only one that had one with a two meter, the smaller hill, the bigger hill, and permanent tracks. Chula Vista didn't have that. And that created a niche, so the whole concept was, well, we're gonna build this track, we're gonna build it to elite standards. And in that same process, while we were getting it sold to build it, and in the process of building it, we were already working with UCI and saying, if we build this, will you bring this event back to the United States? When we hosted it in 2017, it had not been in our country in 16 years. Mm. So it was, it was an initiative to say, now obviously we were building it in good faith. We knew we wanted sports tourism. We were going after the world championships uh, at the same time and we were fortunate enough to get it. So um, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes through, again to our council, city council and our city management team and to help us build this nice venue to host these type of venues.
1: All right, so you ride a bike the first time. The second time, you're probably going to ride it a little bit better. You hit a golf ball the first time, you're probably going to hit it the second time a little bit better. Not Mark. You would hope. (laughs) Not Mark. (laughs) Uh, You hosted the BMX Worlds in 2017. What can you take from that event to make the 2024 event run smoother?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I think something that we're already working on, right? Um, A lot of feedback. I mean, there's going to be some changes already that we know ton of challenges i mean we, i, I kind of used the phrase of we didn't know what we didn't know in 2017 mm-hmm. we were learning a lot every single day about every single activity we already now know what we're dealing with a little bit have um, we mentioned parking yet by yeah. the way <laughs> <laughs> no well, w- one of our biggest challenges to be quite honest is was medical in 2017 we had you know novant health at that time was a, they were the title sponsor of our track and um they weren't able to it's a pretty big medical team that needs to pull that off and it was uh it was a lot of work to try to get that done it turned into a great success story because between novant and atrium and piedmont they were all able to partner to pull that event off which became a pretty cool success story but the good news is we realized you know there's a couple things you need to run this event medical certainly one of them and money the two m m's is what i call them mm. if you got those two you're in pretty good shape we now know a lot we'll make some tweaks and we'll make some changes So we've got the medical piece already kind of locked down. We're still finalizing some smaller details way ahead of the game on that. Now we're after the money. Um, And if we can get some, you know, we got the footprint of what we did in 17. There will be some small tweaks. We may do some additional hospitality sponsorship type activities if we can can make that happen. But other than some minor tweaks, I think we want, you know, we did a good job of making people feel welcome. To be quite honest, I think there's some things we learned in 17 that we now know we don't necessarily have to do. UCI puts together a guideline that says you need to follow this stuff. Um, I think we learned we can probably, not that we don't want to not make them happy, but I think there's some things we realize we might could push back on and say we we want to do it this way because we think it'll make it a better event.
3: Is there a daily estimate of how many people, like, come to each day of the worlds?
2: Yeah, anywhere between you know 6 or 7000 yeah. maybe up to 7500 people per day and that last day was uh, quite large yeah. in 2017 so yeah in 17 we, we d- probably had 20000 yeah it was, that it, last day. it was a lot of people it's we we, we it a great l- problem to have yeah, yeah york <laughs> county residents <laughs> got, to, got to get in free and mm. there was a reason that decision was made and it, it was right and we had a firework show at the end it was when the elite riders were coming down the hill under the lights on the saturday night and just stars aligned an american one to women's and the men's race and the men's, yep. and so but it was a it was a big crowd gorgeous night people came out and watched but it, it got to show the uci and these international riders what you know the united states and rock hill south carolina can do to put on a good show so we've kind
1: of sorry we've kind of gotten the outline of what how you guys plan for a nationals how do you plan for a worlds that's a much bigger
2: event airfare <laughs> parking translators <laughs> well mon- money exchanging <laughs> things Wait,
1: when does that process begin
0: it's already started okay yep. yeah and so we, we've met internally as a city LOC and then we've had one meeting with our external group our, our partners in you know Winthrop and Clinton University, Clinton College and and York Tech and um, you know, we're pretty soon bringing in other partners the school district because um, it really is
2: a true community event it really is yeah and I and Matthew I'll, I would tell you this it's you know we we can't do this without the city of Charlotte they're going. I mean, the vent's too big. People are flying into Charlotte. They're going to stay in Charlotte. They're going to stay in Rock Hill. They're going to fill up York County. They're going to fill up South Charlotte. People stayed in 17 as far south as Columbia. Um, so we need that. We need the state of South Carolina involved. Our goal is we're going to get them here early, and we want them to stay late. While they're here, stay in Rock Hill. Go to Carolwinds. Go to Atlanta. Go to Florida. Go and extend your stay while they're in South Carolina. And in, and in the United States. But those planning meetings have already started, started. Yep. and they will continue <laughs> to go all the way through 24 and probably after that event so we can do a wrap-up and learn how we can do better for the next time.
1: So I guess when you talk about, what what is the term, DEFCON, Defcon 3? <laughs> I think they work down. I think I learned that recently. When do you go to DEFCON 2 and then DEFCON 1? Like how did... <laughs>
2: we we will go to probably defcon 2 at the end of this year okay because then we'll probably a year out so we're this is in may of 24 so probably may of 23 we'll go to defcon 2 and then probably when we're six months out it'll Mm. go to defcon one okay it'll be eight days a week (laughs) it'll it'll be the final details buttoning up you know wrapping up loose ends i've I've always said this running special events it's always something's going to go wrong it's just inevitable there's no way to run a perfect special event 99.9% 99.9% of the, unless something major happens nobody knows what's going on you know mm-hmm. under the water you're you're paddling crazy the duck's feet are going nuts but on the top you, you look smooth and everything's good that's well, the way we hope like it appears like riding a dolphin almost that's <laughs> yeah. right that's exactly right you had
3: to be here people you had to be here um another big event that's coming much sooner than 2024 is the adidas basketball tournament what is that
2: it is an adidas sponsored footwear it, so let me let me kind of elaborate i guess with our sports and events so the rock hill sports and events center obviously state-of-the-art facility um the shoe companies sponsor their elite teams and that all goes down to not only the college teams the college coaches but then you get the elite athletes that are sponsored and are playing certain shoe company tournaments they they happen at a variety of different locations nike was in augusta under armor i think was in atlanta Mm -hmm. may have that city wrong and we were fortunate enough just through relationships and talking and team building to to land the adidas um shoe company and to be able to host that event in rock hill so it's kind of what i call an event within events so the adidas itself is is quite massive it'll be all over york county And, in fact, it will be played a little bit in South Charlotte as well. But the elite athletes, there's 60 men and 60 women, and I don't want to forget that point to tell the story about the men and the women because I think it's significant, is they will be playing at the Sports and Events Center, and those are the best athletes in the game of basketball on the men and the women's side that are basically here to play a tournament to get recruited. And so we're going to have 1,000 college coaches here, the best of the best, watching these young athletes, men and women, to, to do what they do so hopefully they can be recruited at the highest level. And we want to keep that because we want to keep that shoe company happy. We want to keep the, the event right holder happy, And what, what I don't want to forget to tell you is one thing that's unique and different, and I'm so thankful that Adidas is doing this, this is the first time ever they've done the men's and women's together. Mm. Oh, wow. They always normally have done the men's on one and the women's on another, and I think it's a great thing. I think it's a time to, you know, credit to Adidas to do that. And it also benefits the city of Rock Hill that they can p- pull that off,
0: and they're also tying a community component into that too. Correct. Um, yeah. And what what is that? Well, they're, we're going to bring in, and this Adidas wanted to do this, and we kind of work with them to kind of create a, a community plan. So it's going to be at the Sports and Events Center. Uh, we're going to bring kids to the center, which a lot of them maybe not have even been exposed mm-hmm. to the center yet. But once again, to these athletes, and they're going to run this a variety of games and you know, interact with the kids that, uh, I mean, like Mark said, these, some, these players are going straight to college. Some of them could skip college and go straight to the NBA. Um, so it just would be a great opportunity to do that, and I don't know the exact date that's on. It's a yeah.
2: Saturday. That,
1: who, who are these but, kids, I guess, or is that still being worked out? It's still being
2: worked out. It's going, basically, we're going to bring, you know, kids that may be, um, maybe aren't as fortunate mm-hmm. in our community um, that would you know, be able to interact with this high level athlete and then be able to interact with them on the court and um, you know, work with them on a skill, maybe never have the opportunity to learn how to shoot correctly or dribble a basketball. It's really Adidas. This is all driven, as David said, by Adidas. They wanted to be, have, they know that they're coming to Rock Hill. They want these athletes to have, not just play the game of basketball, they want to let it, leave a lasting impact on the community and I think that's a neat thing, and, and I'll take it one step further. We want our community to embrace this as well, right? So they're here to play basketball, but we're going to probably do something downtown. We don't know, we're working on all those final details of what that looks like. Hopefully some basketball people, obviously our goal, right, is that while we got them here, we need them to eat in our right. community, you know, eat in our restaurants, uh, spend some money, but to try to get them here and have fun with them while they're here.
1: How, how can the community engage? I know you're trying to – working on a possible event but can can joe just show up and watch games or
2: yeah, that, yeah? A- absolutely they yep. show i mean we're gonna they're gonna be playing all around like i said at the high schools and at sports and event center so all of those uh rock hill high school northwestern all of that but mm-hmm. including the sports and event center they're okay. gonna be playing in fort mill clover york south charlotte they'll be all over there'll be plenty of basketball for anybody who wants to watch for a short time, we'll be Basketball City, USA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to think about uh, all of these top-level coaches <laughs> coming down to Rock Hill for this event.
2: It's, it, it, very cool. I mean, they're, one, they're already – some of them are coming, but this is a very – this will be the largest that we well, obviously ever host, and we and we got to think through all the little details. You know, they're flying on private jets. Where are they going to land? Probably the Rock Hill York County Airport. And we want these people to feel special. So obviously if they're since it's Adidas tournament, they want the Adidas coaches mm-hmm. taken care of that they're already buying Adidas product. Right. So they'll be put up, they'll have a little extra care. They may be given they'll be staying at the Cambria versus maybe yeah. a little bit further out. But they'll be flying into Rock Hill York County Airport and we want them to feel special from the moment they land to having a good meal, a good drink, watch good basketball and have a good experience.
0: And part of that component also in the programming side you've got to make sure the airport has enough fuel. You know, they always have fuel, but you know to, to be prepared for that. Um, rental cars. Rental cars uh yeah. parking. I mentioned yeah. parking before.
2: Parking I mean seriously, it
3: could There's be a theme here. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's really we try to think through every single scenario and that's not always the case, but it's trying to think if if it was you going from you know, you're a high level coach, right? You're North Carolina, you're Duke. Kansas just won. Clemson. Yeah, Yeah, Clemson. Um, What do you want? What do you want if you're the coach? What would you want to be done with? And you want to make it as easy as you can for them from the moment they land to the point they leave. What makes that experience good?
1: Also pretty cool that you've got an Adidas school right in your backyard next door in Winthrop. And then uh, Clinton College, who's played at the highest level of their division, uh, going after championships. Has there been any consideration into uh, involvement from the, the local colleges?
2: You know, I, we will talk to Adidas about I mean, sure, I'm, yeah. I'm quite sure Adidas would be with those two if they're mm-hmm. sponsored by Adidas, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and what a great thing it is that they can come into their backyard and recruit yeah. at such a high level mm-hmm. without having to travel to do that and being able to see their campuses while they're already here
1: winthrop being the local adidas school i don't think
3: i actually
2: mentioned that but okay. go ahead all right yeah <laughs> well but i mean
3: but, where'd you go to school matthew uh no. not important go ahead
2: <laughs> <laughs> that great school right um i, I mean it's a great recruiting tool for them i mean they're he's not you know having to spend any money to get them potentially on campus or in the community if they like it man what a, what a great thing to have in your own backyard
3: so um nike at augusta under armor at atlanta or vice versa yeah, Which i think one i is. may
2: have the city wrong but um
3: it's. so those are i believe notoriously in those cities do you guys plan to make this a yearly thing
2: absolutely i mean that's that's our goal um I, so nike is not in north augusta anymore in fact i think they just left yep. oh. um, they left to go to a bigger city and um rock hill's big city but it's that's one of our i think our strong points i think we can there'll be a you go to Atlanta and you can run this event and you may not feel very special when you're there. That's my opinion. Um, you come to Rock Hill, we're going to make you feel, f- feel special. Not just a basketball, but any event we do. And you know, you, Here you can be a big fish in a little pond. Not that we're a little pond. We're a big pond. But just you know, bigger fish in a bigger pond. Is that the right way to say that? Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> there'll be a big fish in a small pond. They big will. Fish pond. They will. Yeah, and, and they'll
2: feel special. From, yeah. And again, it goes back from the moment you land in the airport to a banner that's on Cherry Road or Dave Lau Boulevard. I can, I, I can remember when we ran the Girls' World Series years ago, a girl got out of her car, just happened to be at the right place at the right time with her mom and dad. They stopped the car, got out, and took a picture. I think they were from up north, and said, Look, look, mom, they're actually happy we're here. Because there was a banner just saying, well, mm-hmm. Welcome, NSA Girls' World Series. And and that's the way we want them to feel. We're happy you're here. We want you to return. And, yes, we want a long-term deal to have them come back.
1: So a quick clarification on the basketball. When you talk about the athletes, are these the top 60 seniors? Are these the top 60 underclassmen looking to get recruited? Uh, Underclassmen.
2: Underclassmen. Underclassmen.
1: Okay. So freshmen, sophomore, maybe a junior. Yeah, probably more
2: to juniors and seniors, heavy juniors, seniors. Okay. Could there be someone? Absolutely. Yep. So you're saying it's heavy on juniors and seniors? Correct.
1: Okay.
3: And gotcha. this is in July. I don't know. Yeah, if when is the, the event? Actual day. Yeah, I
2: think, I think it's July. July
0: 7th, I think, a so Wednesday. And they'll play from Wednesday through Wednesday, essentially. They'll be here, I believe. Yeah.
1: Okay. Will there be any national, uh, I don't know if it'll be televised or not, but national spotlight on these games? Yeah, I think
2: there would be. I mean, you look at, like oh, yeah. you said, the coaches that are coming in, that brings attention. That brings attention not only to the event itself. I mean, they won't be televised. But it's going to bring a, a level of attention just because of the athletes themselves, but also the coaches that are coming there to watch them.
3: So we've talked about some larger events, but, you know, the PRT, the department had to start somewhere. David, you've been here 15 years, Correct. Mark 25-ish.
2: So I, I, I have such a good time. I think.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Feels like uh, yesterday.
3: <laughs> what's the you know, biggest growth or um, element of growth that you've seen since your time here?
2: Oh, wow. Well, it's, it's pretty easy for me. I mean, you, you look at when I started, we had Cherry Park and um, Hargett Park came on board. And then, you know, uh, Mr. Smith came and we, we grew and we had the Tennis Center got added and then Manchester Meadows got added. And that's hospitality tax, I think, was passed 2001, 2002. But it's it's pretty cool to see because we, we, we internally kind of sometimes chuckle now. We thought we were busy back in the early 90s or mid 90s. And we're like, we only had Cherry Park. And, you know, we were creating. We thought we were kind of cool when we were creating four and a half to five million dollars of direct economic impact in a full year. We've done that in a weekend now. Wow! Um, So flex. Yeah, it's it's a lot of growth, but it's a lot of fun. It it is. I mean, it's we're PRT is driving the economy through sports tourism. Uh, I think we can now drive the economy through tourism in general. Does it just have to be? just be sports, um, it can be conventions and trade shows, but it's a lot of growth. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's like I said, uh, our council has a unique ability to find a niche and to keep going on to something that is able to, sp- you know, fill up hotel rooms, get people to eat out in the restaurants, spend their money in our community that helps us all. And But the, the big benefit of all this is you talk about growth, and look, now we're starting to have some discussions about what the next regional park will be, Miracle Park just opened up is all the impact that now our local community gets to enjoy these Class A type facilities that people are traveling internationally to participate on. They're in their backyard. Mm-hmm. They get to use them every day. And they get to use them at a, either a free or a very nominal rate. Now, I just think that's a tremendous benefit to our citizens.
1: All right, I want to uh, say one more thing on the BMX front so we can hop back there for a second. Uh, what do UCI officials, BMX riders, BMX officials have to say about the track that we have here in Rock Hill?
0: Well, I was uh, visiting some of the some of the fans this this past March. Um, There's one guy who apparently I, he didn't look like a rider. A lot of them don't, but uh, he obviously races international. Um, we just did some some updates, repairs to our track. So it's the first time 95 percent of these people had seen the the new and improved track and this guy said it's our track and the one in poppendall were the two best tracks in the entire world wow yes, and uh
1: yeah where is poppendall netherlands okay, oh. in the netherlands. okay. Yeah. and it's um,
2: it's it's a nice track it doesn't have the. i've actually been there it's a nice track but it doesn't have the amenities that we have the, the feedback's been great so far yeah we were a little curious about that ourselves so As David said, it's the first really event we've had. And the UCI had asked us, to be quite honest, after they were here in 17, to make some small tweaks. Nothing major, but, you know, our last turn as you come in at turn three before you get to the finish line became a little tight. And, you know, I don't know this. I've never ridden a BMX bike in my life. But I guess as they're going at high rates of speed, it was pushing them all into the same line. And they Mm -hmm. wanted to be able to come out of that turn staying in the same line so, Matthew, when you do it next time, you can actually make it to the finish line. Well, We're going to give you a trophy, okay, right? Okay,
1: I was going to come to this after you finished, up, Okay, but a quick, sorry. A quick little anecdote. <laughs> My experience on the course is that it is uh, it is legit. It is difficult to ride. Uh, especially if you are not built like a BMX rider and (laughs) BMX bikes are not the biggest bikes in the world. They're a little bit smaller and you're supposed to stand up the whole time. That's correct. I'm a little bit of a bigger guy. And so you're asking me to stand up on a small bike where my knees are hitting the handles.
3: Did you do the whole track? I
1: finished that. We did a, in my earlier life as a reporter, we did a media showdown. (laughs) I forgot about that. And Uh, I did, I I, I, Remember, because I put on like the arm sleeves that basketball players wear. I like decked <laughs> out. I was geared up and ready. And I, I did the track and I, I went down the drop. We did the medium drop. And all you hear in the background in the video is people going, stand up stand up and I'm, I'm not standing up. And so I, I finished and the, those were like the qualifying for the media people. So we were going to do the track like three times and I finished and I was gassed and yep. I waved a white flag or something <laughs> at the other people. Like I finished, yep. I'm done. I didn't get hurt. And that was my win for the day. So I can attest that, that this is one of the greatest tracks in the world. Um, <laughs> greatest track you've ever been on, right? Yes. It is the greatest track I have ever ridden. There you go. It was a life changing experience. It, it, it is exhausting. Um, yeah. I, I
2: think you bring up a great point, though. It, they're athletes. Yeah. They are it athletes. It was hard. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it uh, it, I think our track is, is deemed as, to your point of the UCI, as they wanted some some tweaks, but I think they deem it that it's fast, which they like. It's fair, which they like, but it's hard. Yeah. And, you know, if you can get all those, it's the fine line. But I, th- I think you you bring up an excellent point. They, they are athletes, and it takes a lot out of you to be able to go through that entire process. And do it again and, and they again. start young. I was going to say, one thing we haven't kids. talked about is it's a true family sport. So mm-hmm. you can
0: have two-year-old kids out on a, on a Strider bike, that's a, a bike with no pedals, all the way to the their siblings and parents and, you know, uncles and aunts uh, all competing on the same day. So, right. you know, that's out there with Olympic athletes. And so they get to mix and mingle with the, you know, professional athletes. There's not many sports you can
2: do that. Uh, I th- um, and that's a that's another it's a lifelong sport mm-hmm. yeah it's, it really is it's a lifelong you, you started at five and they're the cute kids that got their heads are bobbling all over the place and what you do you see mom and dad roll yep. up and you see johnny or Susie get out the back seat next thing you know mom and dad are hopping in and getting their bike out too <laughs> like wow everybody in the family races that's yep. right and it's a and they racing all the way up into their 80s yep it's a pretty cool sight.
1: is there anything that we missed or that you guys would like to add
2: no i i, I will add because i know we focused a lot on um you know, on BMX, which is great, and we focus on a little bit of basketball, which is great. Um, but there, there are sports tourism opportunities happening every single weekend in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And you know, I know, even during the Carolina Nationals, while that event was happening, we were running a major volleyball tournament at Sports and Events Center mm-hmm. that it was just as big. We were actually having a little internal. Um, competitive PRT people are competitive. We so are a little competitive, so they were competing. <laughs> right. on, they were waiting on the numbers to come out. Right, who? Which one's bigger? I won. And, and uh, was yeah. BMX a bigger economic impact, or was volleyball an economic mm. impact? And uh, it was close, but BMX won. Uh, but but I mean that's, that's happening every weekend. You know, soccer, lacrosse, some unique sports with quidditch, spike ball, spike ball. Man. I mean, we're we're after a lot of different activities and. I think our community knows this but it's something that doesn't just happen it does happen somewhat organically because we're blessed with the facilities we have but it is an active recruitment process that that we go after we recruit it and then we once we get it we have to make sure we we take care of it and then we maintain it and our maintenance people are phenomenal
0: yeah and a lot of it's about maintaining relationships with these event right holders um you know you'll see the same events coming back year after year after year and a lot of that is like mark said the maintenance we maintain the fields but the bathrooms, and it's the side that, that people don't see. You know, you don't – one benefit of, of, of being a PRT city employee is that we have the support of the IT department mm-hmm. um, to make the, sure the Internet's that, open. That marketing department That marketing department oh, we, is amazing. That, I mean, they are, I mean, not we. Yeah, Probably the best, yeah. <laughs> best I've ever seen. Yeah, best I've ever seen in this building, by That's far. <laughs> by far. Um, but, you know, true, it's, you know, between the police and the fire and the IT and, and utilities department um, – all behind the scenes kind of stuff that helps us maintain these relationships and these
2: event right holders happy that keeps bringing people back to rock hill well and, and we and we do hear that I, I think that's a great point david's making and you know adidas when they're when they fly in and they they, they participate in our loc committee our local organized committee they're not used to going and seeing police at those meetings seeing general services seeing it seeing marketing like all these people are like, well, no, they're not part of our department, but they believe, you know, in the strategic plan that we've got in our master plan, and they all want it to be successful. And it takes that city team to make it successful. Yeah. And, and they all have buy-in. Yeah, and they, it's, our event right holders, love to see that. They're they're very impressed by that concept.
1: All right. Well, that's a wrap here, Mark. David, thanks for joining us here yes, on Rock Hill City Cast. Thank you for having. Thank us.
2: you. Look forward to coming back.
1: Yeah, the Mark and
0: Dave show.
3: Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.